Welcome to my Idaho friends. I am your host, Jaime Lima, and we will be having conversations with business owners and centers of influence throughout the state of Idaho. Please make sure you follow us on our YouTube page and our Instagram, and I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Finally, took a little bit of a break, a little bit of a sabbatical. Uh, February was a, was a doozy. We needed the time off, mostly because we couldn't book anyone. Apparently, all of my friends and guests, or potential guests, were very, very, very busy. As always, before we get started, huge shout out and much gratitude to Argus Productions, Jessica, yes, Jessica, <laughs> Justin. Erica, sweet baby James out in the back, making sure that everything's running smoothly um, today. Man, as always, we have a good one. I am obligated to say that. I will never say, like, we have a bad one. So, <laughs> but today is going to be good. We have my uh, good buddy and, at times, gym buddy, <laughs> Ben DeLion Hollier, or Benjamin, as I like to call him, um, uh, local professional MMA fighter, uh, fighting out of uh, Combite Fitness. Combite, yeah. that's the accent <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until I have gotten no sleep. Combite Fitness, uh, SBG Idaho, uh, one of the happiest places on earth. Yes, it is. And yeah, what a plug, huh? Yeah, it's... <laughs> My dude, thank you for making time, and thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. I hope you don't mind. I have to wet the old whistle. You can wet the whistle all you want. And um, it's a local brew of some sort. Um, if you want to be highlighted on the show, give us some damn money and we'll bring you product. Mm. <laughs> <shit. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that was a little bit too aggressive. I am tired. <laughs> I understand. I get it. I've been going on about three hours of sleep for the last four nights because of children. Enough about me. So, Ben, you're a fighter, you're a local guy, uh, you have a background as a wrestler, uh, all the way dating back and think to your days in high school and then into college. Yeah, yeah. So, wrestled, started uh, my freshman year in high school, and then uh, I wrestled for Boise State all for five years. I took a redshirt year, and then I started two years out of the five. Wow, man. Now, what, 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 what high school you graduated from? Uh, it's Westview High School. It's down in San Diego. It's like near Torrey Pines, like where the big golf course is, probably like 10 or 15 minutes from there. Wow, cool. And then shortly after that? Yeah, well, my parents had gotten divorced when I was like, I don't know, 2003, 2004. So I've been coming up to Boise for summers and winters every year since then, because my mm -hmm. mom was up here. She worked, She was a the chair of the educational technology department at Boise State. Mm -hmm. And they like, Boise State gave me a chance to come wrestle Division One, so I came up here and my mom was up here, it just made sense. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. And what, what was that like uh, then, you know, having, you know, essentially, you know, your, 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 your college sports career, you know, as a, as a wrestler uh, here, here in BSU? Um, it was awesome. We were really good at the time. And like Boise State football was really good at the time. So being, um, I was back with like Kellen Moore and Doug Martin, and then our team was ranked really high in the nation for at least a couple of years. So you know, being an athlete at Boise State was a uh, pretty nice at the time. Yeah. Hmm. What do you mean, like pretty nice? Pretty some, nice. Some weird stuff going on. No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, we don't get a uh, Hummers and uh, extra cars and money from people to wrestle, but it was a. Uh, I know, you just felt special on campus, you know, mm -hmm. and just being an athlete and representing your school. And, you know, um, uh, 
colleges and college sports uh, college pride or you're like your your yeah. school's pride is very big so it was uh, awesome to be able to represent Boise State cool that's awesome and then well what, what, what are you studying? Because well, you're um, not just wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, you have to do this thing called school. Right, um, right. No, but uh, I uh, majored in social science with an emphasis in psychology and criminal justice. Mmm, nice. Yeah, I liked it. Cool. That's why you're so deep in thought about all the conversations that you have, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, CJ, so I can be, like, the Terminator, and then psychology, so I can read your mind. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, we, put, yeah we put, uh, we put uh, them yeah. all together. Yeah, put them all together. So that's cool, dude. So you go to school, you're able to uh, graduate, you know, um, you then start thinking about, you know, what am I going to do with my, with my skill set? Not necessarily academically, but like your, your, your wrestling skill set. Like how, how does Ben makes the jump? How did you make the jump from like, you know, being a college athlete, being a wrestler, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like I'm going to add punching and kicking yeah. to this and, and get squirrely on the floor. Well, um, I didn't. I didn't do as well in college as I wanted to, and I really didn't wasn't as disciplined as I should have been, you know, being popular and partying as a part of college, and you know, not as much as uh, training or you know focusing to do as well as you should have. And I wanted to keep competing, you know. I was pretty let down at how I did at the end of my years, but um, I wanted to keep competing. So after I graduated, I moved back down to San Diego for two years, and I did some uh, Muay Thai kickboxing down there. I had a couple fights for Muay Thai kickboxing a couple smokers or whatever mm -hmm. and then yeah i just wanted to keep competing you know and fighting to me is like the purest form of competition you know there's mm -hmm. no no flags it's just you versus someone else so really who is the best man or woman on that day when mm -hmm. you fight somebody yeah and i don't have any qualms hitting people so that, cool. that led or that. getting hit yeah <laughs> i don't get hit too much thankfully I oh do, I okay do my, that's I do, why you're so handsome yeah right? yeah, I do, yeah, I, yeah yeah i do my best not to get hit but um yeah and then move back, cool. back up here and you know train at sbg under the old man jesse brock and okay here we are we're getting a little bit too far ahead i okay, want to okay, come okay, back okay. a little bit and that's okay I'm, I, i'll rewind you no no big deal I got ADHD, driving, so you got you got to drive I'm the bus. I'm driving this bus. I'm <laughs> driving this bus. Don't worry about it. I got you, boo. Have a <laughs> sip. Um, so the art of a limbs, Motai. I don't know if you recall. You know that's my first it, love. Yes, sir. That's my jam, and that's my thing. What was it that that got you <clears throat> into Motai, and 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 you was like, oh my gosh, like this is something that I might want to like, you know, try out. Like, like, because not everybody like. Outside of like martial arts or like, you know, or outside of like anybody that like is competing or picks up like something as, as, as it's trying something new for like fitness or whatever. And they'll attend like a gym like like ours, you know, they're not necessarily like savvy as to how they're going to go about it. You know, there's a boxing class, there's a jujitsu class, and then there's a multi class and inevitably everybody's going to call kickboxing. And then, you know, yeah. we're grinding at the teeth. Like, it's not kickboxing. <laughs> You know, so I, I just want to know a little bit about that. How was it that, like, oh, I'm a wrestler, I want to continue to compete, and now we're going to be throwing elbows, knees, kicks, and punches? Um, well, when I was down, it was at a Victory MMA down in San Diego. I wanted to get my striking up because, you know, you see wrestlers purely just transition to MMA, and it can be a little rough. Um, or they can do really good and get high and then run into somebody that, yeah, they can run into a bus. They'll on. be ready to an uppercut yeah, when you yeah. like, come for a takedown. <laughs> so I wanted, and they had a good Muay Thai there, and I wanted to uh, do striking where I wasn't allowed to take people down. 
So I like had to get used to striking and obviously still evolving and still getting used to it now, but get used to striking where the takedown was unavailable. And uh, I liked what they had there and that's something I wanted to do. Cool, right on. And from the get-go, your family has been supportive or was that something that they had to get used to? It's oh. just like, oh, like my baby boy. Oh, he no. was wrestling and he's like, ah, oh, but now all of a sudden it's like, oh, like direct, like blunt trauma to the, to the, to the whole body. Yeah, <laughs> I've been through a lot of crazy shit. So my mom uh, is pretty much used to it by now. Okay. So she, and she's pretty supportive. So um, that's cool. Yeah, she comes and watches. My sister won't. My sister will be like, just tell me when you win. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, what about She won't even watch, like, the streams. She, she'll be like, send me the video after. Ooh, yeah, she doesn't. Man. But uh, my mom, yeah, my mom's come to two, two or three of my fights. Mm -hmm. yeah, she's, been, she's been to a good amount of them and watched. I've always won in front of her, so that's good. Okay. I think it takes a special type of person to fight competitively like i myself like i i train but i train as a hobby mm -hmm. and i got into it like not until like six years ago yeah all right um went to butai mutai and then you know because striking i love striking and there's boxing yeah i tried jujitsu and my knees were like no way <laughs> you know <laughs> like everything hurts everybody's just making fun of me like wow, how are you like okay with blonde trauma but not like rolling in the ground like i can't do it coach and then brad gets mad at me Shout yeah. out to Brad Bentley. Yeah, shout out to Brad. <laughs> but uh, it, it takes a kind of, uh, a, no, not kind of, a definitely a special type of person. It's not just like testicular fortitude. There's a little bit of, just like a little bit of, not, not, and it's also not just courage. You know, there's a little bit extra in there as to like, you know, when you look in the mirror, it's like, you know what? Like, yes, I'm going for it. And now like, you know, there's gonna be the pain, not only that you have to go through during training, but also the pain that you're trying to avoid if you train appropriately yes, and, yes. and diligently under the right guidance once you're actually inside the ring, inside the cage and things along those lines. What do you think drives you? What do you think was it that, that made it for you uh, uh, an easy transition when, yeah, I wanna continue to compete, but I'm now gonna add you know, strike into this. Is there is there something in particular that 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 fuels you in order to you know to to make that job back then? And what is it that it fuels that fuels you now? Um, what fuels me now and back then? I mean, I've had like a hard upbringing, mm -hmm. so just like always striving for greatness because of it. You know, when you overcome adversity, whatever forms it be, but usually when the trauma is more than the usual kind, and you overcome it, like you don't feel like there's anything that could stop you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've always loved competing. I think the only athlete I've really ever looked up to was Michael Jordan. I remember watching him growing up and he just wanted to kill you on offense, on defense. He wanted to make other teams question how bad he beat other teams. And they were like, I don't know if we could beat this guy. Right. And I've always just wanted to do that. And um, you gotta be a little sick, a little crazy um, to, be, uh, to want to hit people. I say a little different. I yeah. wouldn't say crazy. crazy. I don't uh, like using the word crazy. Yeah, uh, I just say a little different. I like different things. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah, I like different things too. Um, yeah. So going out there and just being able to compete to me at like in the purest form, where, mm -hmm. you know, it's just you versus someone else, and really just getting out there. Then yeah, I guess you could go almost like not gladiatorish, but primal. You know, just mm -hmm. yeah, just get you get to let the animal out. You know, and uh, I love that. I love that about fighting. Would you say that because of that, 
because I love that analogy and I love that that's a great way to describe it too uh, you know uh, primal you know just letting that that um, fighter instinct I don't want to you know I don't want people to freak out and call it a killer instinct it's yeah. different you know but, uh, but that fighter instinct out of the way because that's how I feel I'm a much better balanced person I'm a much better husband better father better friend altogether better colleague when I have the ability to train you know, oh yeah, and and then everybody gets like different things. Like there's some people that are power lifters. There's some people that are runners. You know, they get hit their hit of dopamine, whichever way, shape, or form they want to. I in particular really, you know, like uh, I don't know, it cannot be seen on the screen, but you're in a big ass brace, and we're yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I also, you know, just recently I didn't have to get a brace, but I tore my meniscus, and then I had to get like a my big toenail on my left foot like permanently removed so I'm just like not able to like kick or knee or like take like sharp turns and I'm just barely now finally walking around without pain and the inability of being able to go you know to our home away from home you know combat fitness uh, takes a toll like you know like I, I can tell people that know me well it's just like are you okay not, yeah I'm okay but like am I <laughs> um, long story short I I how do I phrase this in a, in a way that, that, that is efficient? You, you let that out. Would you say that, you know, that once you do that, you're able to, like, approach everything in a, in a very different manner? Because to me, the volume gets turned down when I'm able oh, to yeah. knock out that, that energy, you know, and put it towards something productive, whether it would be, like, you know, like my skill set or hitting the bag or just doing reps or whatever, you know, does... Does that resonate with you at all? Oh, yeah. Um, being able to fight, I get, you know, you get to let a little bit of that controlled rage out, you know? Mm -hmm. And obviously now I'm in a knee brace, but yeah, not being able to train. Um, I'm sponsored by Rock and Armor, and I do all my strength and conditioning out there, and I've just started adding like two a days pretty much because I haven't been able to do any MMA related activities and, you know, right. start to lose your mind a little bit, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it definitely feels good to um, let the animal out of the cage, you know, in a controlled way. You know, you want to be a surgeon out there when you fight. I'm, I'm not one of those people that want to go out and just brawl and take one to give one. But right. I want to go out there and let that out and not worry about if someone gets hurt. Because you don't want to hurt your teammates, obviously. Yeah. I just get to go out there and just let it out on someone, you know. And then it does. It does turn down the volume and makes life you know, easier and more fun and you're not as irritable, yeah. you know, it makes yeah. things, you know, it does make things easier. Yeah, yeah, control, being a participant in controlled violence, I think, uh, well, builds character and, you know, it, it gives you the ability to test yourself uh, along with, with peer colleagues, friends, and, and, and makes you, I think, overall a just better person. Of course, that's my opinion and I think we're like-minded on that. Yes. Um, Stop me, stop me, if you will. Uh, you mentioned uh, trauma, you mentioned adversity. Um, me, for example, uh, I, I don't like throwing uh, during the, the streams and the show, this, this whole, I, I, I don't, I never, you'll never hear me say, you know, well, back in the day, because, you know, of course, like my military background and all this other yeah. stuff, that, that's, that's in the past and, and that's a previous chapter that has come to an end. Having said that, uh, incredibly therapeutic, if you may, for me to, to um, to attend and, and practice, uh, particularly Muay Thai for, for myself. Uh, that, that was, to me, it's just like, I, I don't want to seem overdramatic, but, you know, a lifesaver. You know, it yeah. definitely just, 
helped me so much into my transition. And I think another thing that helped was also the fact that, uh, you know, both you and I attend, you know, uh, a gym that is big on community, so everybody's incredibly supportive. Uh, 100%. There's, there's just nothing about like a bully mindset. Uh, egos uh, regularly are, are, are left outside of the doors, and, and therefore, you know, you're not hurting each other, but growing each other, you know, control mm-hmm. violence, you know. So it was really important for me. I, well, I didn't know how important it was going to be until I did it. Yes. And, 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 I'm, and I have, you know, until I got hurt, I, I have not stopped. And that has helped me. That has helped me, you know, deal with a number of things that I didn't know I, I needed to deal with as I exited, you know, my, my previous line of work. When you talk about trauma, when you talk about, you, you know, the adversity, uh, what if, do you mind sharing a little bit of that? What is oh, it? Oh yeah, no, no worries. I've talked about it before, but um, when I was five, <clears throat> my mom was killed by. Well, my sister's boyfriend at the time, and my sister was in on it. She didn't actually take part of any of the physical violence that had happened, but they had conspiracized. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, But they got in trouble for conspiracy for it, and they're both in prison for life. But they killed her for, like, insurance money. And um, sports and just, like, and I've always been a hyper kid anyway, so sports and having that kind of structure and that kind of discipline to, um, you know, let those demons out. And I really noticed that with wrestling, because I, I mean, I struggled a lot growing up, you know, losing, I didn't really, I didn't know my biological father at the time, and then um, got adopted by my aunt and uncle. So, you know, struggled, you know, like you would imagine any kid would in that situation. Right. Yeah, cannot, and, I cannot imagine. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, you feel like it's you versus the world because you're different than everybody else. Nobody else is the one, you know, who had their mom killed or everything else, but... um Sports, I always loved playing sports, but wrestling where I could really go in and just, and wrestling's a grind. Wrestling's like, you get in trouble if you uh, stall or if you try and hang on to a win, you can get dinked for points. Mm-hmm. So being able to really grind in wrestling and just let that out really helped with you know the stuff I'd been through. And obviously I'd overcome a lot to get to the point where I'd wrestled in high school, because I mean, I was what, 15 when I started high school, so that was 10 years after the fact my mom had passed away mm-hmm. um and yeah and honestly through the trauma it's just like striving for greatness you know just always having i've always since that day i've had a chip on my shoulder like i'm not this isn't going to define me but this is going to shape you know who i am and my character you know mm-hmm. this, i'm gonna let this affect me for you know the glass is always half full i always say that you gotta you, you have to see even the hardest of situations uh, for me at least in a positive manner because otherwise it's hard to get through them, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's hard to see the hope. It's hard to uh, make it. So, yeah, just having that chip on my shoulder and wanting, you know, like I'm not going to accept anything less than greatness because this happened to me has really pushed me. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with wrestling. That was a combat sport, and I didn't mind hitting people, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's where we are now. Right. That's really interesting. And, of course, you know, as somewhat of a very, not somewhat, but very delicate subject, um, it seems like it has not changed, but I want to make sure that I understand, you know, because, uh, you know, five years old, that's that's very young. That's, yeah. that's very early. I mean, like my oldest just turned six, you know, this this last week. Um, I would like to think that sometimes the things that I remember is like from when I was back in four yeah. or five years old. But who's to say the memories that I have made up in my own mind? Yes. Um, but it's, it's again, I cannot imagine how, how tough that must have been. Now... 
yes, there's PMA, there's positive mental attitude, but there's also like coping mechanisms that you know that that help uh, as as you go through such a traumatic experience. Has your mindset, you know, changed a little bit over the years, or have it always been the same? In which just like you know, like I I like that you know the, the strive for greatness and, and all that other stuff, but I think. You know, to some extent, and I'm no therapist, but like you also like got to give yourself some some grace. You got to give yourself like a little bit of space because, you know, like you don't want to like, for example, think like the world is coming to an end because all of a sudden there's a loss. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. Or you don't want to think that the, the world is coming to an end because now there's an injury mm-hmm. and now you have, you know, you're unable to train, you know, into what it is that that is your job because this yeah. is what you do. Yes. Um has, has there been any changes as you have matured, as, as you have grown, or has this always been just kind of like a steady eddy where like, this is the mindset, this is, this is, this is not moving, this is not going anywhere? There's um, no right or wrong answer, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, it might have, the, motive, or the mindset might have been more intense or a little less intense, but it's always stayed the same. And even more so as I've gotten older, you know, um, as you can understand, Fortunately, unfortunately, I understand that things can always be worse, man. Pete, a lot of people do not understand that, truly, that things can always be worse. So, and I've always been, you know, even growing up, I've always been, you know, a happy and positive, positive kid or positive Mm -hmm. person and now a positive man that, you know, no matter what comes, no matter what hits me, I'm going to be all right. You know, it's not over Mm -hmm. till the fat lady sings and that mindset of like seeing the glass half full and just you know, accepting nothing less than the best, you know, it's still here. So I don't okay. think that'll ever leave me. Good. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's awesome. Uh, whew. Have <laughs> far more, far more personal question. Um, mm-hmm. Did you or, or do you, or have you recently or do you ever plan into the future, like, you know, uh, attending like any sort of like, like therapy? Oh, I, I saw, I was in therapy for a long time. Okay. I went to uh, some, I don't know, like right below like correctional facilities. You could say like treatment centers for mm-hmm. like anger management and probably from like fourth grade to eighth grade. My first year back in public school was my freshman year in high school. So ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And those, those places, they were like, you could be anything. For me, it was like anger management and, but there'd be kids that were like Crips or Bloods or right. just, or like people that were schizophrenic or whatever. They were just there for, you know, the troubled youth. But yeah, I was in therapy for probably like <clears throat> 10, 12 years, you know? And honestly, it helped, you know? That might have shaped, but, mm-hmm. and added to the foundation of everything. But uh-huh. the positiveness and the just, like, my normal cheeriness has always been there, even from a young age, which is, I'm very lucky for that. Right on. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I'm gonna move us forward a little bit, yes, sir. and um, you know, so so we get done with college. We're down in California. We're working on our striking game. We're doing Muay Thai, you know, and all the things. Uh, we're we're making sure that you know we're very well balanced fighter, you know, and and trying to you know kick it up a notch. You get back to Idaho. You start training at you know one of the happiest places yeah, on earth, yeah. you know, SPG. Yeah. Uh, what what brought you there? How how was it that you ended up fighting? You know, well, training at Combat Fitness and eventually fighting under the tutelage of you know of Jesse Brock, who uh, 
owner, head coach, jiu-jitsu black belt, uh, yeah. previous professional MMA fighter. Uh, if Jesse watches this, <laughs> I, I doubt he will because me and him talk so much shit to each other. <laughs> that dude has, is very good at a lot of things. And yeah, right. he's, he's, he's got a lot of uh, credits underneath his name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He was one of uh, our very first interviews. Okay. Uh, yeah, so now you should feel bad because if there's any episode you should have watched, you should have been you that watched one. that one and you actually hear him talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for like a full hour too. And it was really funny because that was you know, that was like at the at the very beginning of COVID and he took the interview right on on, on on his office and his computer. So I'm like talking from like my basement office, you know, you've been to my yeah. house and I'm down there and he's over there and there's all these feedback and all these noise and I'm like you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's like, it's like Stephanie back there, like moving something. Like what's going on back there? And like, it was actually me. <laughs> I uh, like my audio was messed up. Oh my gosh. Those were like, you know, not that we're pros here. Well, at least me, Argos Productions are pros. Yes. I screw up all the time. <laughs> but like, you know, like I got all the sound and everything taken care of over here. But when I was doing it from home, man, it was terrible. And that poor guy was just having to deal with me. But he it probably was... did, he probably didn't know him. He probably didn't talk for a week after that. He to talk <laughs> for an hour straight. Yeah, man, he did really well. He didn't, I don't think he was expecting so many questions. Yeah. I, I didn't think he thought like I was going to bring in the heat. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I'm going to have to watch it. I would yeah. love to watch people just. But yeah, so, so, so you get to, you get to combat fitness, you're in Idaho, you, you start training, uh, Jesse's is running the show. Uh, what got me there? Partners. Yeah. What got you there and what kept you there? Oh, well, I'd been there before I left because, okay. well, at the time, Jorgensen was there and then Scott Tomitz and Jesse, they all wrestled at Boise State. Right. So yeah, I know like the common denominator. Yeah, yeah. So I'd known, Jor I'd known Jorgensen and Jesse since I was like my freshman year, so 2009. So I'd known them for maybe not super well, but I've known them for a decent amount of time. And I'd come in there and help Scott from time to time or train. And Jesse and uh, Jorgensen had come into the BSU room when I was there mm -hmm. and came in and wrestled with us. And uh, that was just home. It was being a Boise State wrestler. It's um, and seeing other ones and meeting like the alumni and all these other guys. Uh, there's a trust there, you know. There's a bond. There. Yes, camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it, like you said, it's, it's a grind. Like wrestling yeah. is not easy. Oh no! Otherwise, not everybody, the, especially you know, as you start continuing to continue to grow within the sport at a higher level, like the pool of people gets, gets smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. Um, so yeah, that's. Knowing them and, and, you know, having the in, you could kind of say, having mm -hmm. known them. Um, yeah, and I trusted Jesse, and I knew Jorgensen. I got to know Tomitz better as I trained once I moved back. But, yeah, knowing mm -hmm. Jesse and Jorgensen brought me back. All right on. And you start training there, and at one point in time, do you decide that you're going to start taking amateur fights? Oh, I think I fought, like... <laughs> I moved back in August 2016. I think I fought maybe in October, or September, maybe a month, month and a half. I was like, all right, let's 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 fucking do this, and we did it. Yeah, it was right. a Front Street. Right. So the local promotion, you know, yeah. prior to COVID, you know, Front Street fights and whatnot. So, and those were the those were your amateur fights. And when did you transition into like fighting pro? professionally? Yeah. So I had five amateur fights, and then I think I turned pro two years ago. Okay. Two or th yeah, two years ago in 2019. Now, for people at home watching, um, you know, from whatever they're watching from with their device, the, what 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 is that like? So not, not everybody like everybody just thinks like oh like UFC and and that's oh, yeah. it right. And there's a, there's a heck of a lot more like, and you know mixed martial arts has been around for a very very long time. 
Pride and all these other yes. uh, promotions all over the world, mainly in Asia. One is huge in Singapore, yes. uh, you know, and, and they carry essentially just about every single discipline, not just MMA, <laughs> but you know, if you want to just kickbox, kickbox, Muay Thai, they do Muay Thai with it, MMA gloves. And exactly, which savages. is also a whole, you know, I'm excited because John Wayne Parr, um, you know, from Australia is going to be fighting uh, here soon. I'm super excited about that. He's fighting a really good dude. Too. Yeah, and like, and it, it gives me hope because he's my age. So, <laughs> and he's got like I don't know how many like hundreds of fights, you know. And he, you know, was trained, you know, traditionally from Thailand as a teenager, and you know, very difficult skill to pick up as a teenager because in Thai, you, in Thailand, as a Thai fighter, you start when you're a little kid, yeah. and you're like five or six, not when you're like 14, 16. Yeah. Anyways. Rabbit hole. Apologies. No. Sorry fine. about that. I hope. But uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta spin myself back. Um, but what is that like? Like you, you know, like like you know, I know the answer to that. But if somebody's watching and all they know is like, oh yeah, there's like a Conor McGregor guy that fights the UFC yeah. and woohoo. Like what? What is? What does it mean to be an amateur fighter? And what is? What do you do in order to become a professional fighter? So you get amateur fights pretty much just to like develop your game, get used to getting hit, being okay with it, so you know you look comfortable and build your way to a point, mm -hmm. record mm -hmm. or not. Because once your amateur career is over, you're, that you start out zero and zero as a pro. That it, shit doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, and pretty much, at least for MMA, for going pro, it just depends on where your coaches are at. You know, probably it could be the matchup too. Like, hey, this is your pro debut. Obviously, they're not going to send you out there with someone's nails. So you just get your ass whooped for the first time. Right. So they're helping you make sure that as you're going to start your pro career, that you're with somebody perhaps evenly matched and not somebody that has got like 12 professional yes, yes, fights yes, yes, yes. over your debut professional. Fight. Yes. So, yeah, you just build it up. And you for MMA, at least with SGG, it, it just depends on the coaches, you know. I mean, I was an amateur longer than I've even been a pro now. You know, I think I was an amateur for three years, and then I've only been a pro for two. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so um, did that for three years and kind of figured things out along the way. And that's what the amateur career is for, you know, learning how to train crook and learning how to, mm -hmm. you know, com getting used to competing that way. Because, you know, amateur rounds are three three-minute rounds instead of, and then you go pro, the, the three rounds are five-minute rounds. So they're right. a little longer. So just, so just getting used to all that. And then it just depends on you and your coaches usually is how it goes. Mm -hmm. And how involved are, are your coaches? So, uh, of course, the assumption, not just the assumption, but just kind of explaining it for anybody at home watching. So Jesse Brock is your coach. Yes. Right? Uh, is he the one and only or is do you get taking... I don't want to say taking care of, but this is like a team effort because Jesse cannot do everything oh, yeah. even though he's there for you. So Jesse is the... I mean... Jesse's the soccer mom of the gym. He does everything. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, he's the head MMA coach. Mm -hmm. And then I have, like, other cornermen, like a Jake Martinez, Cameron Moore. Yeah. I've had uh, Chino. I've had Daniel Marin in my corner. Um, he's been on the show, too. Oh, for Coach Daniel over uh, here with his boxing. Um, and Jake Martinez, by the way, rabbit hole. The reason why I go to uh, Combat Fitness, SPG Idaho, is because Jake Martinez and I met over at the space bar. Also, my very first interview for this show. Oh, you did one with Jake, too? No, not with Jake, but the space bar, Will Hay. So, Will okay. Hay is the first pilot episode for uh, My Idaho Friends two years ago. And then we just started season two. Your episode two of season two. Okay. Episode one of season two was Will Hay again. He was just there, right there. 
That's um, awesome. Anyway, so, but, it, you know, I, I owe a lot to Jake. Jake and I are not, like, homies. Like, we always, like, I'm always, like, happy to see him. We're not, like, friends. Yeah. But had it not been for... For him, Jake he wouldn't join the gym. Drinking his Red Bull when I'm slamming beers at the space bar because I think he was bouncing over at the Fatties. At Fatties, yeah, that bar over there. Like, <laughs> I would have never known. So yeah, so you have all these different uh, different cornermen, people that help you train. You know, Dan, an outstanding boxer, uh, Daniel, outstanding boxer himself, and you know, just coaching um, you with your with uh, with your striking and whatnot. So you have a whole team with you. Yeah, but when it decided to come in pro. It was pretty much just between me and Jesse, you know? Mm -hmm. People will go as Jesse goes. Jesse's been doing this shit for so damn long now. He understands right. the game, and he understands you, and he's there all the time for all the fighters. So he makes sure and has a good, you know, knowledge and guess of when you're ready and mm -hmm. how things are going to go. We had a matchup we liked, and then we went for it. Is he the one that sets up the... Uh Helps you set up, you know, who, who your opponent's going to be and things along those lines. He did lines. in the beginning. I have a manager now. Um, shout out, All Fight Management. I got mm -hmm. you, Nick. Um, but, uh, yeah, but Jesse in the beginning, yeah, he, I mean, a lot of the promoters know him because Jesse's fought forever. So, yeah, he'll right. reach out and throw I'm out. I'm not just here at the local level, but, like, at the oh, national, yeah. international level yeah, as well. Yeah, he, he, he knows a lot of promoters. So, he'll throw names out, and then, you know, they know... Um, other promotions know usually know what fighters are at what gyms, so they'll mm -hmm. shoot a message out to Jesse like, "Hey, we have this this weight and this person. Is there anybody? Blah 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 wants to fight." But yeah, so Jesse helps out a lot, or has helped out tremendously yeah. in the beginning. So I like I love that because now this brings back you know the next round of questions, which is like you know um, you you get started, Jesse. You know, there's a great deal of guidance. Some hand holding along the way, you know, as as he should. He still holds my hand. And he still holds. Your, he holds but for recreation, hand. not to All help right, me. Right? Yeah, of course, of course. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm sure you love that. Um, but uh, when, as an amateur fighter, then going like like as a brand new pro, when is the right time to start looking for management? Did did they find you, or did you approach them? Were you selected as, as talent? It was like, oh, here we have Ben, and he's at the local level, and we foresee that he has the potential to compete, you know, on in larger promotions outside of, outside of the local front street fights. So, like, prior to COVID, we're gaining good momentum. Yes. I mean, we, we were getting fighters from all over the Northwest and then even farther out. So the competition was getting better little by little. Uh, but... Uh, you know, how does that work? And, and so I was 3-1. and one. I suffered my only defeat. I was 3-0, and oh, and then I took a loss, and then I won my next one. And uh, Frost was, Kyle Frost, another fighter at our gym, mm -hmm. he yeah. was already uh, managed by these guys, so I reached out to him, you know, because mm -hmm. I need, it was like, all right, like, we're 4-1 and one now, we're getting a little more down the road, you know, like, mm -hmm. got a good record, you know. So I talked with Nick from All Fight Management, and they signed with me. So I would think oh, I was... Sorry, Nick, who? If, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. What's, is Nick Does he have a last name? His name's... Uh, yeah, Nick Oliver. He uh, okay. he does All Fight Management, and um, yeah, he's my manager, and he helped me get my last fight, which was in Miami in last December. Right on. And uh, yeah, so I was 4-1 and one before I had anything. I was just kind of going off at Jesse, but yeah, Nick has helped tremendously and helped That's me true. get out there. Especially, I mean, like, I mean, and if it was last year, it was during COVID, so you got to go far it was and wide. Extremely, I was lucky, so I fought last September, which was like 
right at the end of quarantine in mm-hmm. Twin Falls, or not Twin Falls, Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls, yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then I signed with Nick. And without him, I probably wouldn't have fought in Miami. You know, he has a bigger scope because that's his yeah, job. Yeah, that's, that's a jump. <laughs> yeah, Jesse helps, you know, and Jesse does a tremendous job. I'll give Je- like, you know, Jesse does fucking everything at the gym. Yeah, but no, also, but, but, but he has a lot yes, of people his, to take care of. His sole job isn't to get fighters fights. He runs, yeah, he, he runs owns a, the gym. Yeah, he he run, runs the gym. He's he the trains, head coach he's for Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. He's the black belt for Jiu-Jitsu. He's teaching classes. He's doing the privates. Yeah, yeah. Bringing in all the people that are doing like the trials Jesse does a lot. Tours. So yeah. I knew that I needed to start branching out, especially with COVID. COVID was probably what lit a fire under my ass to find management because gotcha. it was about time. Like, like if I'm going to do something, I need to, I need to move, you know? Yeah. Right on. That's awesome. So you took matters into your hands and here we are. Mm-hmm. So having management, like, how does that help, you know, uh, a young upcoming fighter? Like, what does management do other than, like, getting you a fight during a pandemic on the opposite side of the country? I mean, they can work things out, like travel, you know, get you sponsors. That's their job is to, you know, yeah. promote you, you know, and manage yeah. your career. And sponsors are important. I can answer this, but I'm going to let you because... Uh, I mean, they can help with anything, you know, like I've had sponsors for meals. One of my biggest sponsors, I got this before actually with them because Vita had trained there, but with Rock and Armor. Vita Ortega? I, yeah. yeah. The, um, I do all my strength and conditioning at Rock and Armor. Uh, Which is huge. I mean, otherwise, you yeah. know, you'd be paying top dollar for oh, yeah. top they training. Have, they just won back-to-back the best physical therapy in all of Idaho, mm-hmm. back-to-back years. And then my trainer, Sarah, amazing person. Probably one of the, the better people I've ever met. So you're saying that as I recover from my meniscus tear, that perhaps I should pay them a visit. Oh, yeah. I would 100% pay rock a visit. After I, after I push my physical therapy out of the VA, you know, yeah. which, by the way, the Idaho, the Boise VA is fantastic. But eventually, i got to have to go do something oh, else. Oh, yeah. I would 100% go to rock and armor. Okay. There we go. Cool. But yeah. So, yeah, so they sponsor you, and then you were talking about, like, your meals and things along those lines. Or yeah, so I'm sponsored. Uh, Tim Williams, I'll just give a shout-out. Tim Williams. No, please do. Please Tim do. Williams and you'll is... get to do it again at the end of the episode, gotcha. too, so don't worry. So Tim Williams is the owner. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing dude. Uh, Logan, I've done my physical therapy with Logan, Brett, Chris. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. I've done my strength and conditioning with um, D- Coach D. Mike, but now um, solely with uh, Sarah Hingsberger. Um She's uh, that I was familiar for some reason. Was she like a powerlifting competitor? N- no, she was uh, she played softball down at Weber State. Okay, and uh, disregard. I know, I think she's still uh, uh, owns the record for most home runs hit. You know, she was a gangster for softball, <laughs> probably one of the better people I've ever met. And she pushes me to be better. I'm glad that she probably the best strength and conditioning coach I've ever had. That's awesome, man. She'll probably be happy to hear that. But Ladies uh, leading the way. Yeah, we yeah, like uh, it. We yeah, like she, it. Yeah. Badass women. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. God yeah, bless. we're over here, dude. We're but, over um, here. Yeah, so, they, so Rock and Armor does that. And then, you know, I've done meals with different people. I've gotten meals um, from Feed My Fit. But then I've done, re- as of recently, I've, um, you know, got, like, got to try Meps Meals, which is out in... Um, I went out to Meridian for it to pick them up, but those were delicious. No? Okay. But, yeah, so, long story short, bring it all the way back around. Um, yeah, so, like, management can help with the sponsors and things like that, like travel, you know. Because yeah, otherwise it would be probably out of your own pocket, and I think that's what yes. people don't understand. When you decide that you're going to be a fighter and you don't have a good mentor, a.k.a. a Jesse Brock, 
or you know a good gym out of to train out of which Jesse owns, you know, Combat Fitness, SBG Idaho, in which like they're keeping you safe, they're keeping you healthy, but also training you. And then on top of that, having a manager who's connecting you with sponsors, because otherwise you will have to pay for your physical oh, therapy. Oh, uh, yeah. You will have to pay for your weightlifting training and things along those lines, your conditioning. You will have to pay for your meals. And now all of a sudden, like as a young athlete, an up-and-comer, the money that you will make from your promotion where you're fighting will be eaten up. Oh, and see, not even expenses. just that. So. Like, being at Boise State and seeing how, like, a higher level, especially when the football team was good, too, how, like, professional and, like, a business things run. Mm -hmm. Like, being a professional fighter isn't being on the NFL or being in the NBA. You know, even in the UFC, you know? So, like, you could have all these things during camp that you have to pay for. Food, private lessons, training. If your fight doesn't happen... Either those come from sponsors that are paying for that, or that comes out of your pocket. Right. So then, then you're operating at a loss. Yes. I'm, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 what I would say is probably, I wouldn't say the hardest, but it, it it can be a challenging part. Like, you know, like okay, especially for smaller shows where you don't you're not making thousands and thousands or millions of dollars, but right. you know you're making money. But you know, if you want to do the little extra, if you know, like, oh, my neck's bugging me, I need to get like cupped, or I need to get, you know, neat, dry needling done. Yeah. Or if you're like, I want these meals yeah. for the last couple of weeks so I can like get my weight down. Yeah. If you don't have sponsors, all that comes out of your own pocket, you know. Mm -hmm. And then like, you gotta hope, you know, your fighters miss weight or something crazy happens where they get hurt. Right. And now you don't have somebody to fight, and then if you don't fight, you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I spent like, you know total for meals and my privates like $300 like I just lost 300 bucks you know yeah. so it is good to have sponsors there good that's awesome well since you're talking a little bit more on the business side of the house I like as a professional fighter now you know I granted I know that COVID you know took place and that price stole some of the momentum we're going to talk about the injury here in just a little bit but you have management and whatnot have you found it easier to deal with things uh, not deal with this, but like with your work, you know, as a fighter, it, it's, it's, do you recommend for somebody to like, you know, an up-and-coming fighter that is thinking about making the jump from, you know, amateur, from AMI to pro, it's like, do they just, you know, collect a paycheck, you know, or they, they should they set up an LLC? Like, how does that, what does that look like? And, and you know, how, how have you organized yourself, you know, as a fighter, you know, which because you are your business. Like your yes. body is your business. Your body is what makes you your money, your your living. You know, and uh, and if you're not fighting during COVID, then what do you do in order to maintain that income coming? Yeah. So um, it depends. I mean, you can do it that way, like the LLC way, and it's something I'll probably work on. There's a lot of things now that I can't train or fight for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. I get to, and when you're focusing on fighting. It's hard to focus on all those other things, you know, like right. oh, building your social media or building your brand or getting yeah. the other side of the house. Yeah, you're not sliding in my DMs. Yeah, so you're yeah, not yeah, spending yeah, enough yeah, time yeah, in your yeah, social yeah. media. I'm just telling you right now. I sent you a message via Instagram. It took you forever to reply. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you can in the from going Amy to pro, you collect the paycheck in the beginning, but as time, it's like anything. It's you know, you learn. You learn as you grow, especially with fighting. Because in the beginning, um, it's not like, like I would say, like an NFL or NBA team where they have, like me personally, I am the player on the team, I'm the GM, 
I have coaches, but I'm also the owner. And like a lot of decisions are made. I'm, I play a lot of hats when it comes to like you, you being a fighter, like who do you pick for management or like who the money you spend or how you want to save it or what you do. Um, it just all depends on the person really, if I had to be honest with you. Okay. No, I dig it. Right on. And then what is your path then now that you, and we're, right after this question, we'll jump into the whole injury thing. But now that you have a little bit more time, like what is it that you're, that you're looking, what are you going to be doing with this kind of like time that you have right now as you, start, as you recover? What is it that you're going to be, that would you would like to do or perhaps you have already done, you know, for, you know, for further developing your brand? you know, developing your opportunities for later on because, you, uh, you know, fighting is not forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got you got to make money if when you're not fighting. That's, I guess, the big part of it. Right. But for me now, with my knee being hurt, you know, I want to, you know, uh, build the brand. So social okay. media, you know, grow that. Um, yeah. Talk with, I was actually going to talk with Nick either tomorrow or Friday. <coughs> Add some more sponsors, you know. You know, make some more money that way, so you have some income coming in, while uh, you're not able to fight. You know, work on doing things like an LLC and start getting like the business house side of things yeah. in line. So, come time when I'm ready to fight again, that ball's already done. That ball's already yeah. rolled. That's good to go. Yeah, and there's some tax advantages with yeah, that and yeah. things along those lines. Yeah, not to preach about that. But yes, yeah. there's a, yeah, there's a lot of advantages to. Being yeah. disciplined on the business side and not just being okay. a warrior, I guess. What happened? To my knee. Yes, Anybody what happened see. to your knee? That is a nice... Uh, I was grappling and got caught in a position where like, you need to kick like this. And instead mm -hmm. of kicking, my knee went shh. That mm. way. Thankfully, knock on wood, I saw the surgeon last Thursday. But uh, it wasn't as bad as the MRI had first anticipated. So okay. knock on, they're saying a high chance. I see him again in three weeks. So yeah, high chance I don't need surgery and I'll be good to go in six months instead of needing surgery and only you know being out a year. Right. Which six yeah. months is nothing. Being able to fight in six months. I sat out longer last year because of COVID. Right. Yeah. So being able to get back, you know, August September is very nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, spring. They thought I blew out my PCL, but I guess it's only uh, one or two stage one or two tear. Okay, so and then my right. LCL and then like uh, the fibular ligament tore off the bone. Um, it made it sound like a baseball bat hitting a home run when it happened. It's pretty loud. I can show you the video later. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so did that. Did meet the surgeon last week. Everything's mm -hmm. good to go. And um, yeah, so I'll see him again in three weeks. Knock on wood. Yeah. And uh, that we can just get the ball rolling. Don't need surgery, and mm -hmm. I'll be out for a little bit, but. It gives me time to sharpen up everything else in my life, you know? Right, which is awesome. And yeah. then in the meantime, will you be doing some coaching from the gym, you know, once you're able to? Or are Yeah, you gonna... I, I coach private lessons right now. Mm -hmm. I'm doing like two a days at Rock and Armor, my strength and conditioning. So I'll like do a lifting session and then later in the day, I'll come in and do conditioning or vice versa. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll fucking lose my mind. Yeah, you just yeah. get all the strength while you have yeah, time to get I'm all the strength. I'm just trying to have <laughs> one giant leg, big upper body and <laughs> yeah. a tiny leg. Tiny leg is still, yeah. it's dangerous still. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be trying to do other things and still trying to figure that out, you know. I only hurt my knee like three weeks ago, so okay. it, it's been rather recent in trying to no, right, figure, right, yeah, out, yeah. figure out my life now. Right. 
with one leg. Yeah, which is a big challenge, but at the same time, I think something to be conscious because with the line of work that you're in, who's not to say that something similar will happen again? Yeah. And that's true to any fighter. Oh, yeah, or any athlete. Or any athlete. Or any athlete. It's or part, any of, athlete. It's part of the yeah. business, man. So, yeah. I The move I did was called a banana split. You can do it in wrestling, and then you can, you can do it in uh, jiu-jitsu. And I was the one executing it, and I think I've done that move thousands and thousands of times. And this time it just went wrong. You know, mm -hmm. being an athlete, it's just yeah. sometimes it's your day and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not, yeah. Also a dance move. The banana split and a dessert. <laughs> Delicious. Um, I'll stop. Well, cool, man. Um, where do you see yourself in the future? Uh, you know, I, I know you're, you're just going to crush it once you're able to start training, you know, your full body, not just like, you know, most of it. Uh, eventually you're going to start fighting, you know, what is it that you are trying to manifest? Uh, and then outside of what you're trying to manifest, when you make that happen, what are going to be the, the following steps past that? Hmm. Obviously, be the goals be UFC world champion. It's the high; they're the highest level. And if you're gonna, for me at least, if you're gonna compete in a sport, why are you competing in a sport to not be the best? Okay. There would be no fucking point. Mm -hmm. um, and then thank you, black belt Jake Martinez. He's the reason I fell in love with jujitsu. My goal is also to win worlds, whatever belt I can go and compete at, but win worlds in mm -hmm. jujitsu as well. You currently purple belt. Purple belt. Okay. Um, yeah. Those two things, I would love, you know, also in the goal to be, you know, an amazing husband and have a big family. With everything that happened when I was younger, I've always wanted to, not that I didn't have family, but mm -hmm. have a family of my own right. after losing it. Yeah. It's always been a big factor of that. So I would yeah. say those things are the biggest things on my mind, being a world okay. champion in those things and, you know, one day being the best husband and father I can be. I love that. And I love this because this I'm a dreamer myself. <laughs> ben Hollier, Ben the Lion Hollier is UFC champ. Ben the Lion Hollier is uh, a, a well-known, you know, world-renowned jiu-jitsu practitioner, you know, and competitor. Beautiful family. What's the next step? Because, again, we cannot all fight forever. Of course. Um, honestly, with... Another part, I guess I skipped that, but another part with me fighting and obviously, you know, being a world champion or even fighting in the UFC where you have some, you know, public not notoriety, right? Mm -hmm. I want to help people, man, who've been through some kind of adversity, like pay it forward. You know, I sure. would not be where I am if I did not have the help and support to make it through those things, you know? Obviously, it is on to you whether you get through the hard times. Inevitably, no, no one can help you if you're not going to help yourself, but... I had a lot of help, man, and having gone through all the fucked up shit I've been through and come out better on the other side, it like, helping is my passion. That's like, fighting and competing is my selfish need and want. I wouldn't even say it's a need, it's a want. Because mm -hmm. you don't need to fight, you don't need, like, you know, that's a want. Mm -hmm. But like, my need and my passion, and uh, something I like to say I'm very, you know, decent at and good at, is helping people, especially people who have been through hard times because I've been there and I've come out better on the other side. And 
I would want to do something like that. Not exactly sure, you know, on the grand scale. I can't be, you know, be Superman or Batman, but like, right. but obviously something along those lines. Yeah, use at that point in time your your brand and you know and your means in order to my be voice, able to yeah. give you know to give, to give some back. And there's nothing wrong with that, and it is certainly okay to meet your wants, especially if they're going to lead to meeting your needs. Yes, uh, of course. The, you know, I wouldn't say that it's entirely selfish, but I also think that there is value in knowing and understanding that it, the the better that you're able to take care of yourself the better than then you are going to be able to take care of other people. Of course. The, the, the better that you're able to set yourself up for success and have a very good foundation, not just, um, you know, not just for, you know, a professional foundation, not just a financial foundation, not just a, a body and mental health foundation or foundation of the soul. But, you know, once you're able to establish that, then your impact with other people is, got, is going to be much larger, you know, because I, I see sometimes a, a great deal of people that have huge hearts and they just want to get to helping immediately. And sometimes what, what I see, and I'm not saying that I'm right, but like we, 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 when you have people with such large souls and large hearts, it's like they, their impact could be 10x, it could be 10 plus, you know, um, but instead, you know, they're limited by being able to help one or maybe two, two, two people while still trying to like be able to like help themselves. So I think I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way to do it, but I think it's cool that you have the, the foresight of like, you know, there are some things that I need to do in order to then use my voice and then try to oh, yeah, like my voice would be as I can. My voice would be much bigger as, you know. In the biggest promotion, being a world champion yeah. or being a high contender or whatever, right, yeah. than it is right now. Not mm -hmm. that I can't exactly. Not that I can't help people right mm -hmm. now. But if I focus now, getting to where I want to be, then mm -hmm. I can help and do the things I need or, or my passion to help people right. at a much grander scale. Awesome, dude. Well, we're starting to approach that time, you know, to wrap things up. And before I start doing the things, I want to give you uh, a minute or as many as you need for the. The shameless self-promotion plug, the shout-out, the thank yous. You know, we have management. We have gym, coaches, you know, all, all sorts of people, you know, to, to you know, that, that help you be the best, ver the best version of you, uh, you know, as an athlete, as a person. So please go ahead and take So go Nick away. Oliver, All Fight Management. Thank you for all your help. I'll be calling you either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, SBG Idaho, man. I'll mm -hmm. go down the list. I got Jesse Brock. I got, you know, Scott Tomich, Jake Martinez, Brad Bentley, Freddie Ortega, Ryan Morgan. You know, I could go down the line. I got Steven Starwall, Andrew Cruz. I mean, I could name all of them if you really wanted me to. We could go. I Everyone at SBG Idaho, I'm very thankful for. Um, I would not be here without you. Um, obviously, my sponsors with Tim Hoff and Gary Hoff with Tigatu. They do mm -hmm. my walkouts. Uh, appreciate you. Um, Rock and Armor, Tim Williams for giving me the shot. D-Mike for helping me. All my physical therapists. You know, we got Brett, Logan, um, Chris. You know, anybody who's helped me. You know, we got front desk staff, Riley. A lot of other people. And then my trainer, Sarah, of course. You're the fucking best. Um... I'm trying to think else. Oh, and then, you know, all my family and friends, everyone else who's supported me, whether mm -hmm. you, it's, you know, given a penny or if it's given a million, whoever's given me, helped me a lot or helped me a little, 
but you know they've been there and they you know that loyalty hasn't wavered I love all you guys dude that's awesome man I'm so happy for you and so proud of you do not forget to hook me up with your trainer. I want to know if I can start getting better myself. Yes, sir. I'll send every you day that goes by that I cannot train, you know, I'm feeling like your feelings. Is it? Yeah, uh, I guess so. my uh, smart ass jokes turn to mean roasts. It's not, <laughs> not the friendliest if I can't train. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But thank you for having me, man. Appreciate Absolutely. You. Yes, Ben, thank you for being here. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you sharing and being so candid. So, uh, so authentic it, you know it, it means a lot um as always big thanks to argus productions sweet baby james out in the back erica who's not here justin here who's running the show right now uh big things coming uh from argus productions and their partnership here with my idaho friends we're going to be putting some packages together so those of you who have been in the show before or we're going to be bringing you back and we're going to make you homies look so good and for those of you who are interested or any uh promotional partnerships or anything that will help you grow your brand or being able to work any sort of like video marketing promotional uh, uh products feel free to hiccup hiccup hit up accent hit up argos productions uh, if you're watching us on youtube there's going to be a link at the bottom feel free to hit it up uh, as usual thank you for our sponsors vital elements uh, premium cbd products if you need anything cbd goodness hit up the link on the bottom every time you do and you purchase something from uh, vital elements you are helping the show continue to go on so definitely certainly very very grateful for that and last but certainly not least the Alliance of Idaho, all right, is a nonprofit which I'm very proud to be a board member of. And they're just making sure to be on, not just on the lookout, but making sure that the human rights of our most at risk communities here in the state of Idaho and beyond are being looked after. The information and the link, you know, the, the link with all the information, excuse me, is also going to be here at the bottom. We had an episode with the current director for the Alliance of Idaho, Sarah Santillas. Uh, she's an author, she's a scholar, and she's just overall a badass human being. Look it up. Just go into her YouTube link if you're checking us out on our Facebook page or Instagram. There should be the link for that right there. Uh, learn more about her mission and how much she's been able to help uh, those who are mostly in need and those who are most uh, vulnerable, especially during the last few years. So with all that said, thank you very much. We're so happy to be back. We're going to continue to be bringing you more quality content, more super awesome My Idaho friends to share their stories. It's not just business owners. It's also centers of influence and somebody that really has an impactful, wonderful, awesome story to tell, just like here, like, like our friend Ben. Um, and that's it. I'm so happy to be back and so glad that you guys keep putting up with me and we'll be seeing you uh, next time. So take care. Love you a long time. And Idaho, when you get a chance, get out there and be kind to somebody. Cheers.